It's been five decades since the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos Sr. signed Proclamation No. 1081, declaring a state of martial law for the entire country. September 21st of 1972 ushered in an era of violence, oppression, and injustice. Advocates for the truth and justice were coerced into silence, and those who refused were mercilessly tortured and some were even murdered. Many disappeared, never to be seen again. Thousands suffered under the hands of the dictator, and five decades later, Filipinos continued to call for justice that has yet to be given. A pleasant afternoon to everyone. I am Amara Bautista. And I am Alia Verduz. This is Bente Uno, a martial law special feature. Today, we have invited three special guests for an in-depth conversation about the dark chapter of our history. We will also discuss the experiences of the Scholastican community under this regime, as well as its impact on the country as a whole. Our first speaker is a missionary Benedictine sister and the former president of St. Scholasticus College. She is a member of the Priory Council, where she ministers as a superior of the Manila community. She is also an author, an activist icon, educator, theologian, and SSC's current vice president for external affairs. Let us welcome Sister Mary John Mananzan. Our second speaker is a retired faculty member of St. Scholasticus College, Manila. She was a professor for Gender, Media, and Development and is now a thesis consultant at St. Scholasticus Institute of Women's Studies. She is also a facilitator of modules in the field of theology, women, and religion. Let us welcome Ms. Archie Lico. Good afternoon. Our final speaker graduated with a mass communication degree here at St. Scholasticus College, Manila from Batch 2022. She is now a reporter for alternative news site Bulatlat.com. Her reports center on agriculture, economy, and consumer rights. She is also a member of the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines. A round of applause for Ms. Cecilia Don Peña. Yes. So good afternoon and welcome to our dear speakers. Thank you for granting us the opportunity to share this afternoon with you. Um, before we begin, magkamustahan po muna tayo. So, kamusta po kayo? Mabuti naman. Mabuti na surviving. It's great to have you here on this podcast. And thank you so much for joining us and accommodating this request. So, siguro naman karamihan sa atin, um, alam naman natin kung anong ating inaalala tuwing Septyembre. There are so many reasons to go back to this very crucial time in our history. So, I definitely agree with you. Totoo naman na uh, we shall never forget, lalo na kung parte ito ng ating kasaysayan at lalo kung marami ito naapektuhan at patuloy na naapektuhan. But first, ano nga ba ang martial law o batas militar, Amara? At bakit ito ay pinapatupad ng reming Marcos? Martial law is a replacement of civil rule by military rule. Dito nangyayari ang mga curfews, pinahihintulutan na maging autoridad ang mga militar at ang, ang nakakatakot dito rin nawala ang kapangyarihan ng demokrasya. So, in September 1972, Marcos declared martial law based on alleged threats from the Communist Party of the Philippines and the Moro National Liberation Front. He also cited that the increasing crime rate was another basis for this decision. But of course, as we all know, allegations without basis are not facts. And there are many reasons that we have discovered over the last how many decades for his reasons, uh, for his decision to declare martial law in the country. Well, there is some truth to the concerns of insurgency at the time, 
was it really grave enough to declare a state of martial law in the country? Were the numbers real or were they a work of fiction for an ulterior motive? So that is more of what we will discuss today about what took place during this period in history, what took place in martial law, the reasons, the expenditure, expenditures, the extravagance that was masked behind it. Mm -hmm. We would like to begin the discussion with a, a, a quick question for Sister Mary John. At the time, you were an activist, you were an educator. From that viewpoint, what was the impact when it was declared what were the changes in your life uh, wait for, first of all i'd like to tell you i wasn't here during yeah, the, the proclamation of Marcia. Marcia. i was in europe okay yes. i came here only in uh, for six years i wasn't here actually mm -hmm. so my my uh, experience of martial is during martial law because i was uh, i came in 1974 so it's about two years and i remember you no know, when i wasn't i was in the plains i because discipline I will give it a chance that's what I said no but when I came when dumating na ako and uh, actually I, I taught in Ateneo wala pa sigurong dalawang buwan nagpalit na ako ng ISEP kasi I had my baptism of fire you know what does that mean kasi nga, I wanted to give it a chance diba pero anong nangyari well kasi noon ang strike was prohibited hindi ka pwedeng mag-strike. But yung Latondeña kasi, that is my baptism of fire, the Latondeña strike of 1975. Ang nangyari kasi, masyado nang mahirap yung kalagayan ng mga manggagawa, kaya even though it was forbidden, they, they declared the strike. Ngayon, may mga madre na at mga seminarista na they were already very active. So, tinawagan ako, sabi, Sister Mary Jan, ano, punta tayo sa, sa Latondeña kasi Uh, may news kami narinig na huhulihin sila lahat ngayon. Oh, okay, so, sabi ko, sige, uh, I got the phone call at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Tulog na yung superior ko. Alam, ay, ay, hindi ako makarabas kung wala akong permiso kasi benediktin ako. Anong gagawin ko? Sabi ko, ang ginawa ko, sumulat na lang ko. Dear Sister Catherine, I'm going to delete nung Dennis strike. I do not know when I'll come back. Sabi ko, love Mary Jan and I put it uh, uh, at the door. Mabuti naman sinabi ko yun kasi lahat, afterwards, 3 o'clock na kami dumating. Ito ang aking experience no na talagang nakapagbago ng aking pag-iisip no. Pagdating namin doon no, ang some sisters went inside at nakipagkapit bisig sa mga manggagawa. Apat kami na nasa front no. Tapos sabi nila, "Oh, may may nag-announce na." Na kasi 11 mga 1 o'clock daw dadating ang mga Metrocom. Ang tawag nung sa police Metrocom. So Dumating na nga yung anim na bases. Tapos, sabi nila, lumabas na kayo dyan. Kasi pag kayo hindi lumabas, lulusob kami. I remember asking one, eh bakit nyo po sila huhulihin? Sabi sa akin, curfew. Eh curfew na doon naman sila sa loob. Bakit nyo sila huhulihin? Eh kami nasa labas, hindi kami nihuli. Sabi nila, hindi kayo kasama. <laughs> so ang ganawa, lumusob talaga sila. And some of the sisters really went inside. At saka some seminarians. At nakipagkapit-basic sila sa mga gagawa. Can you imagine the, the ano, yung feeling ng madre? Pinukpok itong katabi ko dahil siya ay manggagawa. Ako hindi pinukpok dahil madre ko. Pinukpok itong ika, ikalawa kasi magagawa. Pero ako hindi pinukpok. Sabi ng mga madre, talagang napaka-terrible uh, yung feeling namin. Ano? Ako naman, nung lumabas ngayon yung first bus, 
Akala ko nakaupo. Hindi. They were all herded into the buses na hindi mo sila nakaupo. And what was so terrible was duguan ang mga manggagawa. Really, like yung, yung Kristo na sa, sa Jesus Christ. Ano ba yun? Yung, yung talaga, kita-kita mo na, I was so shocked talaga, no? Na, sabi ko, do you think Christ would tell me uh, turn the other cheek? Para hindi. Hindi niya sasabi sa akin. So, sa ganoon no talagang merong dalawang madre at saka isang pare akala nila bubuksan yung yung bus pag sila ay bibitin so bumitin sila pero hindi patuloy so nakabitin sila doon uh, umaandar ang bus until si Barbers was the chief of police at that time talagang sinugod sila at saka talagang hinila silang ganoon after that can you imagine 600 workers nakuha silang lahat no talagang Nagtingin ng kami, anong nangyari sa atin, no? So, we went to La Ignaciana at that time and nagkaroon kami ng, ano, ng, ng reflection. Ang reflection namin, ganito, parang very late na kung kami isasama during the strike. Dapat magmula pa sa umpisa, makisama na kami sa mga manggagawa at kikwestionin na namin yung kanilang mga, uh, mga conditions of work. So, right there and then, we founded the Friends of the Workers, no? At saka, uh, ano, pag-uwi ko, alas stress ng umaga. And I tell you, after that, 100 strikes were, were declared kahit na usually failure ang tingin mo doon kasi nahuli silang lahat. But because of the courage of the mga manggagawa, 100 ano, factories talagang nag-strike din. Uh, pero yan muna kasi I, I can tell you later on ang mga other experiences ko sa other strikes. No? So, yun ang nagmulat sa akin. Doon ako nag-umpisa na Maging aktivista. Okay. So for Miss Ligo as well, since you are both educators and you were both in the academe at that time, what were the immediate effects on the academe? Since of course there were restrictions, okay. uh, I heard uh, that there were certain materials that were not allowed. Um, I did that start here in Saints Kono when I started to teach. I started to teach 1972 sa Adamson University. No? So, it's a neighboring Catholic university natin. Tapos, doon, ano, uh, medyo active ang mga estudyante. No? Tapos, na-experience na ko yung repressive uh, policies of the school against the students. No? So, haircut. Tapos, dapat may collar palagi yung damit. Tapos, ano, yung tipong uh, always wear your ID. Tapos, ano, yung the teachers would count the number of students yung ganong check of attendance so ganong kastrict tapos ako naman teacher naman ako di sumusunod hanggang sa by 1973-74 ando na yung mga student walkout uh -huh. by July-August so after June no first semester July-August nando na yung mga yung against tuition fee hike mga ganon no? tapos walkout at saka sa Adamson, na-organize kasi ang mga student. Doon na-organize yung League of Filipino Students, LFS. Na talagang nagliliparan ang mga, mga, <laughs> mga silya, no, yung ganon. Tapos, nagkaroon ng policy ang din sa liberal arts ako noon. Na ano, na parang we have to, parang bantayan yung mga estudyante na aktivista, tapos isusumbong. Tapos, kahit kung man sila bantayan, paano ko naman malalaman? Kasi, siyempre, I, uh, later on ko na lang nalaman, <laughs> nung natalsik ako sa university na yon na, ano, talagang nag-reorganize nag, ano, nag ang student 
campus paper at saka yung student movement no so yung sa LFS so yung ganun tapos may social awareness ako pero hindi ako yung the type of person na strong sa organization pero nung nabiktima na rin ako kasi yung isang nangyari nagkaroon ng world law conference nung 1975 tapos diyan sa ano eh diyan sa folk arts pang yung meeting nila noon eh tapos pero nagkaroon din ng counter parang world law uh, meeting doon sa isang building ng uh, university yung dating St. Teresa's College mm. Tapos nung 4, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, nag-walk out sila. Tapos nag-marcha. Tapos nakita ko yung, ano, yung lahat ng mga cost-oriented people. Tapos doon ko na unang experience yung ginamit ang hose, yung water hose. Mm -hmm. So from both ends of San Marcelino, San Marcelino UN Avenue, San Marcelino Ayala Bridge, na-cut off yon Tapos fire truck. Tapos talagang ano, water hose na lumilipad yung mga... Yung, yung iba nga, yung, yung kanilang mga blouses na bukas, tapos yung, yung delo ng mga madre, ganyan. Tapos may mga estudyante ako na lumabas sa campus, sumama doon. Tapos kaming mga teachers, diniscourage na huwag kayong sumali dyan kasi subersibo yan, etc. Tapos nakita ko kasi yung pinupukpok na yung mga estudyante. At may feeling ako na lalaban itong mga, I mean, sorry, yung the word gago. Lalaban talaga sila. Ay, armado, kasi you have the police ng Western Police District. At lumabas din ang security guard ng university. So, sabi ko na lang sa mga estudyante, English pa ako nun, don't get provoked, don't get provoked, keep your peace. Ganun Tapos, ano, yung, yung school pala, kumuha na ng mga picture, sino mga estudyante yung sumama, sino yung mga faculty, ganyan-ganyan. And by October, second semester, nawalan ako ng trabaho. Kasi hindi na ni-rehire. Ganun lang kadali. Na teacher ka full-time, tapos nawalan ka na ng trabaho. Kasi allegedly, kulang ng studyante. Allegedly, yung time na availability. Basta lahat ng reason. Tapos, anong gagawin ko? Takbo ko dito kay Sister Mary Jan. Sabi ko, Sister, lalo akong trabaho siya. Pagtuto ka dito. <laughs> <laughs> yung ganun. Kasi sabi, oh, sige po, magtuturo ako. Kaagad. Oh, bilis. Kasi yung, wala naman akong kakilala. Kasi the semester before that, naimbita ko siyang magsalita sa theology department ng university. Na yung tinuro niya yung mga, ano eh, yung mga social justice, education for justice. Tapos nag-uumpisa na rin kami sa field ng theology, yung tinatawag na liberation theology. Yung questioning, unfair, unjust, practices just because sinabi ng gobyerno, sinabi ng police, yung ganon yung questioning authority. Kasi umabot doon na no three people can come together and talk. You can be arrested. Kasi yung, yung illegal assembly, yung mga ganong usapin na parang, eh, we're two or three are gathered in your name. <laughs> yung mga ganon pa kami. Paano kami magmimisa kung halimbawa three are gathered tapos is illegal assembly? Ganon yung ganon ka ano. Tapos yung mga issue ng Curfew. Mm -hmm. Kasi kung may nights, night classes. may night classes ka, aabutan ka ng curfew. So, lahat ng mga ano na parang, anong ibig sabihin nito? So, ako naman, I wanted to spare myself from those issues. Pasok ako sa Saints ko. Kasi sa Saints ko naman, by 5 o'clock, tapos na lahat. Wala naman kaming evening classes dito. Pero, ang nangyari sa Saints ko, mas manong tuloy kasi, 
uh, I was part of the new faculty mm -hmm. na recruited na binigyan ng social orientation. There were a, a good number of us mm -hmm. na talaga tapos may dalawa ata doon or tatlo na ex-political detainees. Pero yung bang, ay, may teacher kami. Pero markado kasi ex-political detainee. Paano ito? Mm -hmm. Yung ganun. So, tayimik ka lang kasi, syempre, wala ka naman sa ano. Tapos yung again, may mga discussion, etc. Tapos, we, uh, we even had yung ano, yung talagang uh, what is St. Scholastica's College for? So, mayroong reorientation nangyari. Kasi at that time, ano yun, eh, magpapaasko. Tapos, ang mga madre din, nag, ano na sila, naglabas na sila ng statement. Uh, I can give a background for what she's yeah, saying. Oo, no? Kasi, in 1975, uh, uh, kasi meron kami what we call priority chapter. Mm -hmm. Kasi, nung 1970, naglabas ang, nagkaroon ng Synod of Bishops. Bishops. Tapos, naglabas sila Justice ng isang document na Justice in the World. May isang sentence doon na we took seriously. Ang sentence na yun, uh, nakalagay doon, Work for Justice and Transformation of the World appear to us as constitutive dimension of preaching the gospel. Ngayon, nung we took that seriously, nung nagkaroon ka na, ang ibig sabihin ng priority chapter, nag-meeting-meeting ang mga madre. Sabi namin, kung yan ay totoo, ibig sabihin yan, kahit na ang dami mo pang sinasabi tungkol kay Jesus, ganyan-ganyan, but if you are not working for justice and transformation of the world, hindi ka nag-preach ng gospel. So sabi namin ngayon, we have to reorient all our apostolate. Sa doon sa chapter namin 75, we have what we call the four-pronged trust. Ano yun? Sabi namin, lahat-lahat dapat ng aming apostolate should be socially oriented. Now, Specifically, sa school, we had 11 schools. Sabi namin, ang, ang we will adopt, uh, parang hashtag noon. Wala parang word na hashtag noon. Pero <laughs> ang hashtag namin noon is education, education for justice, justice and social transformation. transformation. Ito yung sinasabi ni Archie na ito ngayon, we, I, di ba si kay ano ba, uh, nag, nag, nag ano, ano kami, general meeting kami general, oh. ng mga, oh, mga teachers. Oh, oh. Kasi we have to reorient, no? na magmula ngayon education for justice and social transformation. Ano ibig sabihin niyan? Content-wise, ano-ano ituturo mo? Method-wise, doon namin pinasok yung immersion. Yung talaga maki... Yung mga bata, I'm sure, ewan ko kung naano pa niyo. Nag-LA pa siya. Oo, matira kayo sa mga farmers, matira kayo sa mga Islam areas. Tapos then we said, what is it meant by a socially oriented school? So dinefine namin yan. What 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 is our goal for the students to be agents of change? Di ba ano ibig sabihin ng agents of change? Dapat critical thinking, mga ganon-ganon. Pero alam mo nang yare, nagkaroon kami ng problema kay kay Endrile. Yes. Kasi sabi niya, kasi minsan si Endrile. Ngayon siya legal advisor ano? Anyway. Pero alam mo nong kasi nagtanong sa akin ang TFD Task Force Detainees. Sabi nila. Can we can we exhibit yan sa inyo ang pictures ng mga tortured? No, so talagang picture ah. So nakaren dito sa social hall na exhibit ng mga yung mga tortured nila. Tapos yun yung mga teachers. Oh, you make a paper about this. Yung palamero isa kami estudiante na ang lolo niya kaibigan ni Enrile. So sinumbong kami ngayon. So sabi ni nakatanggap ako ng sunod kasi Belan Min was not, I was uh, acting president. Sabi niya, uh, sabi niya, I heard that you are doing, you are having subversive activities in your school. Uh, I would like you to come here, ganyan, ganyan. 
Sabi ko, wow, ako pa pupunta yun. Punta muna ako kay, ano, kay Jokno. Sabi ko kay Senator Jokno, ano pong gagawin ko? Kasi, sabi niya, delaying tactics. Sabihin mo sa priorities mo, sumulat kay Enrile, sabi niya na, wala pa dito yung, yung president, I'm just acting. But when he, she comes, uh, she will come to, to you. Pero alam mo, sabi ni Enrile, uh, saka papirmahin mo ang priorities. So, si, si Irene. So, pinirmahan. Alam mo, sinabi ni Enrile, you come here kay Mother Irene. Irene, yung priorities. Oo, so oh. nagpunta sila doon, no? Ah, talagang sinabi niya, you have to be more observed. Kailangan daw mag-observe siya ng mga class. classes. Titignan oh. daw niya kung ano mga tinuturo ng mga, mm. ng mga teachers. teachers. Ganyan, oh. Ganyan, oh. No? Tapos kasama niya noon, yung isang young sister namin, si Mary Emanuel, na talagang mm. ano yun eh, parang parang atribida ng konti, sabi niya, ay bakit po? Sabi niya, bakit po? Alam niyo po, tinanong po sa mga Uh, sa mga, mga bata. parents si sister Mary Jane nag-usap sa mga parents sinabi niya na since ano since uh, yung periodiko ngayon hindi na, nagsasabing lahat ng totoo oh, hindi ba dapat namin as administrator we have the duty to show you other parts of the reality at nag-standing ovation ang mga parents o hindi pa po yun eh, they are agreeing with us ang galit oh, ni ano <laughs> if that is what you think you, you, you can forget that you came here sabi ganun. But oh, anyway, oh, ganun ang aming oh, ano. Oh, oh. So, yun ang, you are talking about ano ang repercussions sa eskwela. Ganun, talagang, oh, oh. talagang palaban kami as a, as a so, eskwela. So, diba tinanggalan, ano, one week ata kami walang kuryente. At saka meron kami, oh. ano nun, tents. Oh, may mga tents dyan for, for oh, ano, oh. Uh, parang uh, alternative schools. Class, oh, oh. Uh, alternative class. Oh, oh. class dyan sa, sa, ano, dyan sa, sa grounds. Sa grounds. Yeah na parang pag may ma maayos na speaker, mm. lahat ng class, yung high college, no? mm. so regardless of what subject you take, all of you are there mm. and listen and you understand. And remember, minsan inimbitan namin yung mga farmers sa oh. Mabesiha. Yes. Sa grade school to, ah, aba, periodiko, St. Scholastica's College, uh, parang partners of the Communist Party. Party. Ano, uh, headlines. headlines. Oh. So, nagpunta rito ang media. Oh. Pero uh, nakakatuwa yung mga grade 5, grade 6 na mga estudyante natin. Kasi nung tinanong sila, uh, ano, ano, may nag-usap ba sa inyong Communist Party? Ganyan. Ah, wala po. Sabi ng mga, <laughs> de, do, do. Ang, ang sinabi po ng mga farmers sa amin, ano daw po yung condition ng life nila? Ito, hindi daw kanila yung, yung lupa, uh, sila daw ay tenant, kaya kung uh, ano, nawawalan sila ng, ng trabaho, wala silang pagkain. Yun lang po, wala po kaming narinig na communist o ganyan. Hindi <laughs> ba nakakatawa yung mga estudyante natin? Oo, yung, yung ganun. Ano yun? Uh, yung, ang impact talaga na even yung mga teachers, we also had to reorient ourselves kasi classroom talaga kami eh. Tapos nung bigla may mga grupong dumadating, so like halimbawa yung mga aitas, inimbita. Tapos bumibisita sa mga classroom, nagpakita ng sayaw, <laughs> nagpakita ng paano magluto, paano mo mag, mag, maghuli, ng halim, uh, maghuli halimbawa ng manok, yung bang ganong usapin. Tapos sa classroom yan, ano, yung mga ganon. Tapos sa college, yung LA, <laughs> the famous LA, ano, Pumasok na kami doon sa mga urban poor communities. Tapos yung uh, may isang situation where may isang student le ano hindi youth leader na namatay. Tapos gusto nilang ilibing na may 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 parada. Siyempre, binantayan na ng pulis. Tapos nakiusap yung leader ng community kasi nag-LA yung isang dalawang klase ang nag-LA. 
Tapos sabi, pwede po ba sumama ang mga estudyante? Tapos po, ikakarga namin sa school bus yung ano, yung namatay, yung ano, yung body, yung body niya. Tapos di, buti naman si Cora Bonifacio was so good. Ay, upo naman. So, so pumayag yung LA, ano namin, coordinator. So, talagang ano yon kasi talagang humarang ang pulis. Tapos hanggang sa, yung umano naman yung boses na naglilibing lang po kami. Tapos, since bisita kami sa community na ito, makikiramay sa kanila. So, sasama sa libing. Tapos, uwi na po kami. Hinatid kami sa libing, sa laloma lang yun eh. Sa, ano, tapos, talagang binantayan na. Sumakay lahat ng estudyante. Dalawa kami teacher noon. Tapos, balik na sa school. Pero ano yun eh, yung tipong nag-report nag sa amin yung, ay, naku, mag ay, mag-ingat daw kami, etc. So, may mga ganong involvement ang mga estudyante. Uh, yung para sa akin na very important yung ano, nagkaroon ng election sa yung batasang pambansa, yung interim batasang pambansa. Tapos dapat sa, ano siya, sa St. Cecilia's, tapos walang kuryente. So, sa social hall. Tapos ano, yung mga mga kandidato yung uh, ng kabilang partido kasi si Ninoy Aquino could not campaign eh. So nagsalita sila doon. Tapos yung aking last class ko yun sa theology, pina-attend sila. So pag hindi sila umalis doon sa social hall, hindi din ako alis as teacher. So umupo ako nakikinig. So doon ko unang nakita si Chris Aquino. Kasi siya yung nagsalita sa tatay niya. Yung ganun ba na, ay, ito pala si Chris. Ako niya, bata pa siya. She was only eight years old. And then she was talking about her dad. Tapos marami, si Charito Planas, si Jerry Barikan, yung mga ganun na nasa opposition, nagsalita sila. So yung ano, yung nabusalan, yung bibig, hindi ka makagalaw. Tapos, ang anong media was really controlled. So initially, sister, I was going to ask you about how Saints ko maneuvered through the restrictions of an on information, but it seems to me that Saints ko didn't maneuver. They were pre Saints ko remained up front. Say, uh, we did not really obey. Because mm -hmm. very sabi straightforward. You know, nung sinabi ko, in fact, nung nag ano ang mga sabi ko, there is a difference between morality and legality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. A thing can be legal but not moral. Mm -hmm. Now, martial law is legal but not moral. Mm -hmm. So, I am not obliged to follow its law. Well, of course, you have to take the consequence. But you are, you are mm -hmm. disobeying the legal. Pwede kang ipreso. That, mm -hmm. that is the consequence we have to take. No? Mm -hmm. But sa akin, morality is higher than legality. Mm -hmm. At that time, hindi kami talaga sumusunod sa mga pinagsasasabi nila. <laughs> Kasi I think it's illegal but not moral. Yun, yun ang aming justification doon. So, Saints Corps really stood its ground. We have our, ano nga, our direction. So, we, we have to follow that direction. We cannot deviate from that. You know, education for justice and social transformation. And we cannot deviate from that just because a martial law is telling us to do this or that, no? Or Ate Don naman. So, how did you first hear? So, kasi yung uh, sinasabi po ni Sister tsaka ni Miss was yung time na talagang you were there in action talaga. Ikaw wala so, kang memory kasi... I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm curious naman po, like, for Ate Don, like, how did you first hear about martial law? Okay. Um, 
ako kasi I studied sa Saints ko since prim. So early on, what they were saying about yung hmm. education for social transformation, implemented talaga siya to students as young as five. Ako nag-prep ako dito, five years old ako nun. Um, so yung yung mga curriculum namin na um, nagpo-focus on critical thinking, yung pagiging socially aware, sinanay kami um, na from ano pa lang, um, bata pa lang kami. So ako, hindi na hindi na naging bago sa akin yung konsepto din ng martial law kasi um, nasama siya sa mga subjects namin, social studies, araling panlipunan, ganun. So, nung una, syempre nababasa mo lang siya sa libro, di ba? Pero as I got older, um, ngayon din, I'm working in media, makikita mo yung long-lasting effects niya na more than yung mga naging human rights violations, yung repression ng um, freedom of speech, press yeah. freedom, apparent pa rin siya hanggang ngayon. Wala lang yung label na martial law, yes. pero yung yes. pag-shutdown mm. ng mga companies, yung pag-red tag ng mga journalists, yes. Yes. ano pa rin siya ngayon, laganap pa rin siya ngayon, at ngayon naman, hindi, as ano, um, parehas sa dati, hindi rin siya nare-report ngayon. Uh, lalo na um, with social media, um, yung mga public officials or kahit yung state media natin, hindi na sila above um, telling the truth, like 100% truth. Sila mismo yung nagre-red tag sa mga journalists natin, sa mga activists natin. Ang daming human rights defenders na kung hindi sila nire-red tag, nakukulong sila for trumped-up charges. Uh, people's lawyers, nare-renta, yung iba, pinapatay pa. So, yung, yung ganun, um, parang makikita mo simula 1972, hindi siya nawala eh. Nandun na siya. Uh, at mahirap siyang baguhin na. Although maraming, maraming nang naging steps. Maraming na ding mga nagsispeak up, madaming na Eh, um, na-inform about it, maraming na natuturuan about it. Pero yung yung ngayon, parang lalo na with the, with the results of the recent elections. Mm-hmm. Ang, ang laki ng kalaban talaga. Eh. <laughs> 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 ang laki ng... At saka, ang, um, na parang naaral nila ng mabuti din yung kung paano nila magagamit yung social media para ma-spread yung agenda nila or para ma-ano nila yung agenda nila. Propaganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that martial law is all but a title at this point simply because the actions of the past are being enacted now without the official proclamation of it. With the recent issues that Bulatlat has faced, mm-hmm. it's blocking, and because you are from Bulatlat, what can you say about the digital warfare when it comes to censorship? of information. So ngayon hindi na lang siya digital warfare. Lawfare na siya kasi Lawfare. Um kinasuhan kami, kinasuhan mm-hmm. kami. Mm-hmm. Tapos um yung yung initial pa na memo, kasama kami sa mga cockfighting websites na dapat i-block. So <laughs> nagtataka kami paano kami napunta doon. So ngayon para lang ma-unblock yung website, we had to counter charge with indirect content. Tempt. Oh. Um, against NTC. Mm-hmm. So, yung, yung, yung ganun, na hindi mo makita kung saan nila hinugot yung kaso against us, hindi mo alam kung um, 
para saan I mean ano yung ano yung ulterior motive nila kasi kami we're just saying kung ano yung mga we're just relaying kung ano yung mga experiences ng mga uh, sectors natin farmers fishermen women human rights defenders so um yung yung ganun na dahil ba dahil ba sinusulat namin yung mga stories na hindi masyadong naririnig sa mainstream enough na ba yon para kasuhan kami yung ganun so yung yung mga nangyari nung martial law na pag-shutdown din ng mga media companies mm-hmm. nangyayari siya ngayon pero in a different form lang mm-hmm. pero basically ganun pa din siya mm-hmm. so i'm curious po kasi the way you said na since prep is nandito ka na po talaga sa scene so since prep <laughs> So, I'm curious po, kasi lalo na ngayon, parang meron kasing mindset with older people na parang, ah, bata ka lang. Mm-hmm. You don't know, ano. You weren't did there. you counter that people? Or were you, did you have, like, experiences na parang ganun yung nangyayara sa'yo? Ako, um, lalo na, sa Saints ko ako nag-aral. As young as grade 6, nag-noise barrage na kami. NBNZTE <laughs> din pa po yata yun. <laughs> Tapos, <laughs> hanggang college na mas may freedom na kami lumabas. So, ako, um, madalas ko rin nakukuha yung ganun na parang ang bata mo pa, wala ka naman nun. So, ano yung naging basis mo for that? ba diba? Parang, an- paano ka nakaform ng opinion on something na hindi mo naman naranasan personally? Yung logic naman dun, parang nagbabasa naman ako ng libro eh, di ba? Ang dami nang in-interview na survivors ng torture, ang dami nang na-interview na um, public officials din noong panahon na yon. Lahat sila aminado na nangyari yun. Um, aside from that, meron pang mga ano din, kuman na tao din noong panahon na yon na isa lang din naman yung sinasabi nila na nangyari siya sa talaga. So who am I not to believe na, di ba, na totoo yung sinasabi nila. May mga museums tayo, may bantayog ng bayani tayo, ba? Diba? So, ano yun? Isang, ang effort naman nila, kung, ba? Diba? Kung ilusyon lang yun lahat, ba? Diba? Tsaka, naniniwala nga tayo na, I mean, ako hindi, pero, ba? Diba? Parang merong mga, ano din, may mga stories na, um, hindi rin naman naranasan ng mga Pilipino na nangyari sa ibang bansa, pero pinaniniwalaan natin, ba? Diba? Diba? So, um, ganun lang din, hindi, hindi nag-a-apply kasi yung logic na bakit kailangan ko siyang ma-experience firsthand para maniwala ako. Tama. So, that is more, we are sort of retrospect. In hindsight, this is what happened in the past with martial law. Ito yung nangyari, ito yung kasaysayan. This is how we look back at the past from the eyes of the present. Now, forward-looking, martial law isn't here at the moment. Um, we're not experiencing it, but we are currently in our second Marcos administration. What can we do to continue remembering martial law? What are some of the things that we can do to pursue this fight for the justice? And most importantly, what, if, you were, if you were to share the young, to the younger generations, what is the most important factor as to why they should look back all the time when it comes to this? First of all, I think they should... Uh habang buhay pa kami. <laughs> I think they should really, ano, yung ginagawa nyo, but it should be, ang dami pa rin namin na, na buhay na noon. I think they should record what our real memories, at, at saka talagang i-preserve nyo yan. 
Because that's the only way you, you, you can annoy, you can authenticate, and you can say this is what happened because these people really were alive at that time and they experienced this. So I'm thinking, ko habang hindi pa kami namamatay, I think that should be a, that should be a you know, a project of the young generation to really seek out all the people who were active at that time, may mga experience na ganyan, and really interview them, write books about them, uh, comics pa rin, kasi alam mo, yung libro siyempre hindi nakakarating sa masa yan. Ang, ang maganda kasi, i-comics mo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cartoons, mga gano'n, no? At saka ngayon siyempre, yung digital, uh, talaga niya na yung ating venue ngayon. Mm -hmm. Dapat ilagay nyo sa FB, ilagay nyo sa lahat, mga, kung ano-ano dyang mga Uh, so, kasi yung pagkapanalo ngayon ni, ni alam niyo na hindi ba hindi ba ginamit nila talaga ang social media uh, pati TikTok lahat 'yon ginamit lahat so ganun din dapat ang gagawin natin uh, sa uh, to to renew the memories of martial law gamitin natin lahat ang all forms of media para ma-preserve uh, yung lahat ng ganun at saka sa, sabi nga niya kahit na it is not declared now Same things are happening now. Yes. So, labanan natin yan. At saka ako, alam mo ang tingin kong nangyari sa, sa, ano, sa election, is a failure of education yes. and is a failure of the church. <laughs> Yun. Kaya dapat ang panawagan sa simbahan at saka sa edukasyon. Kasi kung titingnan mo, ang education, yes. yung general, I'm not talking about, uh, wala talagang critical thinking, walang, walang sense of the common good, yes. walang values, kaya kung nasaan ang pera doon, that is what you call a domesticated citizenry. You know, mm -hmm. kami, we are, step kami doon kay, ano, Paulo Freire, noon, na, the, ano nga tawag yung libro niya? Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Ay, napakagandang libro yun, no, na hindi na yata binabasa ngayon. At doon namin talaga nakita na, kung, kung ang edukasyon ay parang, ito ang teacher, ito ang estudyante, the teacher is the subject, the student, student is the object and the form of education is just yung ano yung yung sinatawag nga na ano yung banking system, oh, banking system. so puro education information pero walang critical thinking, thinking nga pero that's what we try to do in in Sainsco okay sabi ko we were successful in Sainsco kasi meron tayong mga mga doon may mga tayong mga risa Ontiveros meron tayong mga resa ganyan pero the thing is we failed to do it with the DNE Market. Oh, kaya dapat doon ngayon. Ang simbahan, never before were they ano, so vocal about opposing ganyan. Yung 31 million, hindi pa sila nagsisimba, pero nakinig ba sila? Hindi. So, ibig ko sabihin, sinasabi ng church, we are for the poor, but the poor are not with us. Diba? So, again, the church must, must really make uh, efforts to be with the poor. Talaga. Na talagang nadyang ka, present ka sa kanila para pakikinggan ka rin. Eh, paano kang pakikinggan kung wala ka naman dyan, nandiyan ka sa pulpito, ng layo-layo mo. Diba? Yun ang nakikita ko. Talaga dapat we have to educate our citizenry talaga. Kasi kung hindi, ganito tayo ng ganito. No? Eh, eh, dapat talaga, ano eh, yung makikita nila anong mabuti, anong hindi. Pero hindi, we are post-truth nga eh. Itong mga fake news pa ngayon. Mm -hmm. yeah. no? Hindi yeah. mo na alam kung ano yung totoo. Hindi, ang totoo is what, what, ano, what bolsters your, your argument. Mm -hmm. Naku, dapat labanan natin yan. Yeah, hindi yes, lang ng media, yes. pati eskwela ka. Mm -hmm. Let us stick to the truth. Kasi kung hindi, 
force use lahat talaga. Eh, ano mangyayari sa atin? Ate Don, for our generation, I think, and Sister and Miss Ligo will agree, that our generation right now is one of the most bordering apathetic. Marami sa atin na walang pakis na nangyari noon. What can you say to yung mga kaedad natin na ayaw balikan o ayaw man lang maniwala ang dami-daming sa TikTok na hindi daw ang totoong martial law, hindi daw totoong numbers, gawa-gawa lang daw yun ng mga Amerikano. Wow! What can you say to how would you encourage people our age and the generations looking forward na this is the truth, this is what happened when their minds seem so made up that it did not happen? First of all, wag natin sila i-demonize. Huwag tayong maging condescending. Sorry for the word, pero kasi ang dami, lalo na nung elections, ang daming nagbabato ng mga words na ang bobo ng mga hindi naniniwala, ganyan. Um... Ano lang eh, parang that just narrows your chances of being understood by them. So, wag mo silang i-belittle ng ganun. Kasi for sure, kung yun yung choice nila, may reason sila for, for, that, for that choice, for making that choice. So, ang ngayon, ang dapat mong gawin, you have to convince them by talking to them and not vilifying them. Na parang, anong klasikang tao, naniniwala ka sa ganito, ganyan. Mas lalo lang siya magiging closed off sa'yo eh. So, dapat mag-start ka dun sa mga, una, sa facts. Kasi hindi, hindi ka nila pwedeng i-refute if bibigyan mo sila ng actual na evidence based, di ba, ng mga um, information. Pangalawa, um, you empathize with them. Um, isipin mo, ano kaya, bakit kaya ito yung pinapaniwalaan nila? Ano bang pinagdadaanan nila sa everyday life nila? Diba? So, baka nasisilaw sila sa pera kasi ngayon, ilang beses lang sila kumakain sa isang araw, isang beses, dalawang beses, ba diba? Hindi mo sila pwedeng i-convince na, uy, maging critical ka naman. Kung yung basic na needs nila sa everyday, hindi nila makuha. So, dapat may intin, mag, um, you have to see eye to eye sa mga ganong um, aspeto para alam mo kung paano sila makoconvince. Diba? Kung, kung yung primary na worry niya sa everyday life niya kung paano siya makakakain ng tatlong meals sa isang araw, maybe you can try to convince them by saying na pag ganito, kunwari yung, pag naging ganito yung view mo, um, kapag nalaman, ay kapag binaka natin yung reason kung bakit ang baba ng sweldo ngayon, kung bakit ang taas ng bilihin, kung bakit ang pangit ng trans, mass transportation natin, hindi mo na kailangan isipin to sa araw-araw, hindi mo na kailangan Di ba parang you don't have to work day by day. So yung mga ganun na methods of convincing them, hindi lang siya dapat na, uy mali ka, tama ako, ako yung dapat pakinggan mo. Kasi sino ka ba, di ba? So dapat you empathize with them para mas malaki yung chances mo of convincing them. At kapag nakikita nila yung sarili nila, na nakaka-relate sila sa iyo, mas magiging open din naman sila eh. 'Di ba? So wag wag mo silang gawing kalaban kasi titingnan ka rin nila as kalaban. So mas ganun dapat yung gawin natin kasi yun din yung nakikita ko sa younger generation. Mas ang 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 hostile na din kasi Lalo sa mga yes. comment section sa Facebook, mm -hmm. ganyan. Oh, grabe, yung, grabe yung batuhan, batuhan din mm -hmm. ng comments. Mm -hmm. So, wala tayong ma-achieve ma kasi sa ganun. So, dapat talaga, 
we we empathize and dapat ano yan ni eh, um hindi siya hindi mo sila mako-convince din ng isang araw lang mm-hmm. yung ganun so dapat continuous din yung discussion yung um, pagmumulat sa kanila kasi yes. hindi pwedeng isang bagsakan lang ayoko na yung mag-negative comments sa mga yung lumalabas pag, pag pero may mga questions at may mga ideas na tama ka so talaga oh yung yung sinusuportahan ko yung mga positive uh, questions being asked kasi may mga matinong namang kausap eh. Pero ang, ang tanong doon, sino ba ang pumupunta sa kanila para magmulat? Oo. Kasi nung araw nga, nung time namin, meron kami tinatawag na community organizing. Talagang ano, everywhere ata nagkakaroon ng ganun. Pero ang tanong ko, sino ba ngayon ang bumababa sa, sa mga, ano, sa mga VNE, uh, uh, for example? Tayo ba nandun? Kaya ang gusto ko nga kami, gusto ko na mag-ano kami na ang eskwelahan namin hindi dapat yan sa mga mayayaman, kundi let's put them sa sa rural area, sa slum oh. area, yung ganon. Kung paano namin magagawa yun. Kasi bilib ako sa ating education eh, pero mm-hmm. nag <laughs> succeed nga tayo sa ABC. Pero wala tayo doon sa, ano, sa mga karamihan ng mga tao. Kaya ilagay natin ang sarili natin doon. Kasi sabi mo, kailangan imulat. Pero paano mo gagawin yun kung wala ka doon? Di ba? Papas question for Ms. Leo. So, having served as a faculty member of St. Scholastica's College, Manila, how do you think these types of experiences and narratives shape the Scholastican community, their hopes, dreams, and crusade for justice and social transformation? Ano, um, yung sinabi na nga na kailangan mag-reach out na sa mas marami yung yung pag wrong word pagbaba yung talagang in solidarity with the greater majority kasi yung 31 million karamihan doon talaga yung ano na for all their life the same story so talagang sige we will put our hope we will pin our ano to this particular uh, candidate kasi everything was ano yung mga karang na water down naging mm-hmm. failure etc. tapos ano yung importante yung makiisa talaga sa mga tao tapos I hope nga yung LA program ng Saints ko yung NSTP ng Saints ko na talagang mas ano na yung babalik uli doon sa mga communities tapos maglagay na ng ng opportunities and activities na you encounter talaga. Na, kasi nawala din yung mga mukha ng magsasaka, ng mga mangingisda, ng mga ordinaryong manggagawa dito sa campus ng Saints ko. Kasi dati, ano yun, eh, normal yun na pumapasok, may meeting, nag-aaten ang mga estudyante, nakikinig, na mahalaga talaga na palawakin yung, yung reach ng school. Tapos ano, maari ding yung informal education ng Saints ko na projects para makaabot din ng mas marami pa. This has Galing. been a very meaningful discourse. Sobrang gaganda po ng mga sagot niyo po tatlo and I really learned a lot. So, lalo na sa oras or sa time natin ngayon na sobrang rampant nga po ng misinformation. Yes. Magaganda po yung mga ganito talaga na we're able to really get to talk about yung mga nangyari po like in the past and yung mga active pa rin po ng mga issue na, na nangyayari 
So, mm-hmm. muli maraming salamat po sa ating mga listeners, ay sa ating mga guest speakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maraming salamat po, Ms. Ligo, Sister Mary John, and Ate Don. Um, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us your experiences as well as your insights. Mm-hmm. And um, for also reminding us of why it's important for us to look back mm-hmm. and to move forward mm-hmm. when it comes to what happened during 1972 mm-hmm. onwards. So um, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in, who's listening to us right now, and good afternoon. Uh, I am your host, Amara Bautista. And I am Alia Burdus. Maway maging niwanag po tayo sa lahat ng pagkakataon.